Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope everyone is doing all right. I hope everyone is alive because it's so goddamn cold. It is blowing, freezing these last few days. What the hell? It's like the UK has just decided. It's like, yep, we're in winter now. I'm going to make you feel it. I am so goddamn cold. It's it's not good. I've literally about an hour before recording this podcast just ordered one of those electric blankets because I'm like, yeah, I'm sick of feeling like so cold. And I'm just going to sit with that electric blanket on um, all day, every day, because apparently it's a bit more cost effective than heating. So we shall see. Um, cost of living crisis and all that. So in today's episode, I wanted to give you a bit of an update as to where I'm at with my hormones. I did put a little, someone asked about it on one of my question boxes on Instagram. And I put a little slidey thing up like do people want to hear about this and you guys said yes so I'm going to give you a full update as to where I'm at and what I'm going to be doing going forward so for anyone who is maybe a little bit newer into my whole hormone situation and because I've not really spoken about it on here for a good amount of time I just wanted to give you a quick whistle stop tour of my full backstory with my hormones and kind of what's led to where I am now So for anyone who doesn't know, when I was 16, I was diagnosed with anorexia. I lost a lot of weight very quickly. And as a result, I lost my menstrual cycle. I lost my periods. Um, They were always regular up until that point. And because I lost a lot of weight very quickly and became underweight, I lost them. So what realistically probably should have happened um, with that was that they should have realistically waited until I was eating well, a healthy quote unquote BMI and then, you know, see if my periods returned. But they didn't. They just threw me straight onto some sort of HRT contraceptive just to, quote-unquote, protect my hormones. And I was on that for a good amount of time. Now, to be put on a very, very strong dosage of that at that age was probably not the smartest of things. It was, I know it was what they were giving to people on the menopause. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but it was very, very strong. Um, So we had a discussion point when I was a bit more weight-restored, eating well in a better, a better place physically to come off them so I did and when I did come off them I did regain my periods naturally I think well I think I did anyway um but they were extreme they were so unpredictable so all of the shop so painful so there was just no regularity and I just thought I can't live my life like this because I don't know when they're coming I don't know when they're going I've got exams I'm going to uni so I decided to go on to a contraceptive pill at that point so in my first year of uni so when I was 18 when I was, oh, how old was I? 20, 21, must have been nearly 21. I decided that I wanted to come off the pill because by this point, I'd been doing fitness for a few years. I was the fittest, the healthiest I'd ever been and thought, right, I kind of want to see what my body's at naturally. I don't want to be relying on a contraceptive pill. So I decided to come off. Um, And I realized in the January of that year, January, February, March time, I was like, oh, I've not actually had um, a period since coming off the pill. Um, Did some reading and it said it can take like six months. I think I did actually speak to a GP and they said the same. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, Nothing to worry about at this moment in time. Then we had COVID and obviously COVID just took over our entire lives. Um, Life was COVID, life was lockdown. And it wasn't until, you know, I was coming up to sort of the summer of that COVID year. I was like, oh shit. Okay, it's been like nearly a year now. This isn't right. I've not had a period. But at that point, I was dieting and prepping for photo shoots. So I thought, yeah, maybe this isn't the right time to be looking into it. Once this is out of the way, let's go get some bloods. Go, let's see what's happening. So I did. And I did um, two lots of bloods um, two weeks apart because obviously with your cycle, your hormones do you know rise and crash based upon where you're at. So if you do them at two different points, you can get a decent reading. And within both readings, my estrogen came back very, very, very low. And I was like, okay, that's not great. So I went back to my GP. They referred me to a gynecologist. 
um, which took a good amount of time to get the referral because COVID backlog. And did speak to a gynecologist in the end. We had a DEXA scan done. Bone density was quite low. And the gynecologist was like, yeah, this is what you need to do. You need to just basically stop training. You need to just eat more. You need to just relax. Um, She did want me to go on to a contraceptive pill, which I did for um a month i think and it was horrendous the side effects i had in it were just crazy my emotions oh my god i think i literally cried like five times a day it was horrific and i was like yeah no i i don't want to do this um <laughs> i want to see what i want to try and get this back naturally i really do and i did and i tried but i just got over fat very very quickly and got very uncomfortable in my body and my mental health deteriorated massively because of how much weight i'd gained you know it wasn't just a case of putting on a few pounds and feeling unhappy about it you know between where i was for my photo shoot which was extremely lean to a year later i had put on you know what was it like 40 pounds or something which for a small human is very noticeable you know over two stone and i i, I really struggled so he decided to just slowly lose weight, nothing extreme to the detriment of hormones because we still wanted that to be a priority, but just so I could feel better in myself again. And I did actually have a few periods in that time frame. I had one in July and one in August, I believe. Now the one in July was crazy extreme. I was ill. I thought I had food poisoning. That is how unwell I was. And after the second one, I had nothing again. So we gave it a month or so, then went back for some blood tests and once again, estrogen in the gutters. And I was like, fuck. Spoke to some, you know, close friends, spoke to some, you know, colleagues in the industry, some well-respected people, spoke to the GP, and they decided that you just need to be on the pill at this moment in time. Went on to a pill. Again, the first one that I went on just was awful. My emotions were everywhere. I did not feel good at all on it. I really struggled. Then went on to a different one, and that was okay. Over the course of, like, the last year, I've been doing my own reading and research on the pill, my own reading and research on, um, you know, what's been going on potentially with myself in terms of why you know hormone my hormones could have been impacted and I've just came to a very very strong conclusion and mindset that being on a pill is not the answer it is a mask it is a band-aid and I'm pretty certain I've read somewhere that actually being on a contraceptive pill isn't beneficial from the protection of bone mineral density and of course you know yes it might be protecting me from the perspective of you know the health implications of not having estrogen which is why the women do go onto a hrt when they go through the menopause but i'm 24 and if i'm not having a cycle i don't know if i can reproduce i don't know if i can have kids i don't know that if i do ever cross that bridge of wanting a family if i can do that and i have the right to know that and i should know that and if we can get things moving again from a health perspective that's the best thing for me so i've decided this year that that's what i wanted to do now Looking at the reflection of this year, going on a very, very extreme photo shoot prep, was that maybe the best thing to to have done? Probably not, no. But I was kind of in the mindset at that originally that, well, I'm on the pill, so it's fine, I'm protected, and it's not the case really, is it? So once I came off the photo shoot prep, the goal was, right, let's try and get my health sorted. Let's make this the focus point. And I've decided that right now I'm just sick of, you know, how long this has been an ongoing issue. If we date this back to when I first, you know, lost my periods when I was ill with anorexia, that was when I was 16. So it's eight years, eight years I've been dealing with this now and I am sick of it. And I just want to know where I stand, why it's an issue, get my health tip top and get this sorted once and for all, basically. So yeah, after my own reading, I decided the pill is masking. It's not the answer. It's just a quick fix solution. And just like I 
you know, advocate against quick fix solutions with dieting. I don't want a quick fix solution for my health. So I tried going through with the GP and I did get some blood tests done through the GP in, when was it? It was July because I got the results on my birthday (laughs) and it was like, happy birthday, Luce, here's some blood test results. You're screwed. (laughs) They didn't actually tell me what the readings were. So basically there was just like a subclinical level for very, very low estrogen and, um, that was in that category and I was like great so what's the next steps you know I basically wasn't happy with the service I received with the gynecologist last year because they just they were shit <laughs> go and watch some of my old videos and YouTube and podcasts and I give an insight into that so I've asked to be referred to a different service within where I live West Yorkshire and I was still waiting for a referral at that point and I asked for the referral like last year um and I'm only just getting seen for, for context guys um next month so like a year's waiting list great NHS for you it's crumbling <laughs> pretty bad and so when I spoke to the GP in July they were like yeah realistically there is um there's nothing really we can do you know um uh, you know this the waiting list the waiting list so I then decided um to do take matters into my own hands so I reached out to for consultation with someone to speak about what was going on with myself here, her perspective of things. Um, the reason that I've not like stayed with her and followed up is because I'm, it's not that I'm skeptical. It's just that I'm very confused. I listened to what she had to say. She was very knowledgeable and I do trust her perception of things. The issue I have is I've spoken to so many people, you know, healthcare professionals, doctors, GPs, um, people in the fitness and health space and everyone's answer is something different as to what they think is going on and I'm so confused as to what what I should be doing and you know a lot of the suggestions that have been made by people are life-changing things that I have to implement you know completely changing my outlook on training and stress management and nutrition and you know am I really ready to go to that full extreme of completely relaxing and completely maybe me moving away from you know hard training it's a hard thing to do so what we're doing right now, basically, is I'm until I get seen by the NHS next month and I'm seen by a natural gynecologist, is I'm just doing everything that I can, taking like leaves out of all of these perspectives to optimize hormones, which is bringing down stress, managing recovery better, getting my weights up, increasing my food intake, increasing my dietary fat intake and giving it time. Because, you know, I've not given it much time from being off the back of quote unquote a prep. You know, it needs a good six months at least or so. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. But in regards to the recent results that I've had, because again, prior to getting seen, I wanted to know where my body was at. Um, so I wanted to get some blood tests done and I wanted to get a DEXA scan done to to see where my, my blood were in relation to hormones and just generally. And the DEXA scan to see where my bone density was at because that is something that can be impacted by... Um, low estrogen and the blood tests came back in September they showed that I had very low estrogen like pretty much non-existent that my cholesterol was high which can be a side effect of um low estrogen that my cortisol which is a stress hormone is very high and again that could be impacting the the cholesterol levels as well um and I think that was everything that was flagged in that one and then my DEXA scan, which I got back last week, so I went to London for the day just for a 20-minute scan because I'm not waiting till next year for one from the NHS, thank you. Um, That showed that I'm on the brink of osteoporosis. I have osteopenia, which basically is the, the next bracket up. So 
it's not like, oh my God, I'm going to get a fracture tomorrow, but it's that my bones density is low and it is a hell of a lot lower for someone of my age. You know, at 24, you shouldn't have bone mineral density loss at all. And I do because of the fact I've got no estrogen. So this is why it is so important that it becomes a priority because I'm 24, I do health and fitness and I've basically got very, very poor hormone profiles. I've got high cholesterol, high stress levels and low bone density, which is not really the epitome of health, is it? Absolutely not. And it's it's almost not embarrassing because it's not my fault, but it's put things into perspective because I've always kind of had this mindset that I need to look a certain way to come across on social media to, you know, because I'm a health professional, people want to look like me. I, I need to look good. I need to be in shape. But that's not as important as being healthy on the inside. And that is why I am making this as a priority, as challenging as it is to let go of being as lean, change how I'm training, change my focus points, move away from bodybuilding, which if you know and followed me for a while is an absolute passion and love of mine. It is tough. But what's tougher and what would be worse for me is showing up on social media as a fraud, you know? showing up to my clients and showing up to people who follow me and you guys who listen to the podcast being like, you know, you need to do this for your health. You need to make get your priorities right. You need to control the controllables and all these things that I preach if I'm negating it myself and, you know, how some people would, you know, they can't let go of having, you know, a takeaway or they can't let go of, you know, emotional eating or whatever it is that they need to sort in order to better their health. Maybe, you know, I need to let go of, things that maybe people perceive as being healthy, like training and, you know, being in shape. But for me, that's not what is healthy for me. And I am ready to make this a focus because it's been eight years of my life now that it's not been a focus and eight years of my life it's been ongoing for. And I'm ready to actually prioritize what matters. As challenging as it is, I am ready for it. So what what are we doing now? What, what, what does this look like for me? So what does this look like is that we have increased my food intake. Um, I'm sitting around 2.2 thousand calories at this moment, which probably still needs to go up, to be honest, because a lot of research around regaining hormones is around the two and a half thousand mark. I am going to be moving into a strength-based training block this week. Um, I'm actually taking a few days off training because I've been unwell and I've been forced rest. I don't want to rest, but my coach knows best. I will be telling my clients to rest in this instance. And the reason for going into a strength-based training block is strength-based resistance can help with bone density. So we're going to be doing that for four weeks or so. And really trying to bring down stress levels because I'm a stress head and my life has been very stressful these last few weeks. So really making stress management as much of a priority as I can. And then seeing what's said in the appointment from in December from the NHS, and then I'll be taking it from that. So if I'm kind of happy with what's said and think that I'm actually being looked after and that they're listening to me this time around, awesome. We'll go with what they say. We'll go with their guidance and we'll take it. And if not, then back to the drawing board and I will be going fully private with it, which I don't really want to do from a financial perspective because I don't see why I should have to. You know, I pay my taxes. I deserve the right to good healthcare. But you know, you've got it's an investment, you know, the same way that investing into like a personal trainer or a coach is an investment. This is an investment in my health and it's what I need at this moment in time. So yeah, I guess that's a bit of an insight as to where I'm at at this moment and what has been going on these last 
few weeks and what will be going on over the next few months. It's a very, very strange thing to comprehend. It's, you know, it's it's a strange one because it's it's not terrible in the respect of like, you know, it's life-threatening or it's going to change my life in the perspective I can't walk or I can't see. So there's no like huge sob story or anything like that. But then it's, I don't know, it's, it's a very, very strange one to kind of get my head around because it's, it's very challenging, but it's hard to explain why it's so challenging unless you understand how much of an impact it is. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think what I'm trying to get across is that I find it hard to talk about because I don't want people to feel sorry for me because there are people who've got way worse situations. You know, my first ever PT coach, Becca, right now is, you know, going through cancer. There's people who will lose their vision, lose family members, lose their homes. And I, I feel like I, I shouldn't be sad talking about it, but at the same time, I don't want to come across that, you know, I'm really, really motivated and that I'm finding this whole process empowering and easy when it's not. I hope that kind of makes sense as to what I was trying to get there across the emotions. But yeah, that's me up to speed because I don't want to get all emotional and deep and philosophical. Um, you guys just wanted a life update and there's me going off on one. But yeah, if you have any questions about what I'm doing or you have any of your own struggles, guys, please feel free to reach out because I find this process quite lonely. I don't know many, many women or girls going through it um, who can who I can relate to. So if any of you guys are, it'd be awesome to chat with you and we could be like accountability buddies because um, I do feel quite alone um, with this. I do. And I don't want anyone to feel like that. And of course, if you just want to ask me questions, you know, don't think that, you know, oh, it's sensitive. I, I want to speak about it. I want my message to be heard. And I, I want to do this as well to get more of a, a message out there about, you know, the importance of female hormones and how misunderstood it is and how badly we are generally treated within the health service and just thrown on pills and thrown on this when there is actually a solution to our problems and we need to get to them and we need to make this more heard. So I guess I'm going to be a bit of an advocate for just female hormonal health in general, not just for loss of periods, but period related issues as well. But yeah, I'm going to wrap this one up here, guys. I hope this has been a, somewhat of a decent insight into what's been going on. Have yourself an absolutely fantastic day as always. And I will catch you over on next week's episode.